Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Court with UC Elite. I'm Coach Stacy with Coach Matt today, and our guests for this episode is Ella and Andre Gloria. Welcome to the episode. Thank you, Coach Matt. Thank you, Coach Stacy. Thank you guys for having us here. Thank you. Thank you for having us here, like Andre said. And um, so Ella and Andre, they've been longtime uh, UC Elite parents um, and James Logan High School um, parents of alumni and future uh, I think Isaac's gonna go to Logan soon right yeah yeah, um, yeah and they I'm have three freshman. three kids uh, Nico Alex and um, Isaac and they've all gone through sports um, Alex w- was uh, just graduated about like two years ago um, from UC Lee and James Logan and now we have Isaac who plays on our boys team and he's 14 Right, um, and he'll be going to Logan next year, right? Yes. This coming fall? Yeah. This coming fall. <coughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, welcome to the show. And uh, this is going to be our first episode with parents as guests. And uh, we're happy to have uh, Ellen and Andre on the show because we're going to get perspective now from parents, the parent side of things. Um, so, yeah, we'll start off by just talking about your guys' background in sports and, and all that. Well, I, let's see, I played volleyball pretty much all my life, just like my kids. Um, started as the fourth grader when I started playing volleyball in the Philippines and um, played in high school. And then after high school, I didn't play for a college, but I played a lot of rec games at, in college. Uh, we would go to like different open gyms all over the, all over the area, Bay Area, and just play as often as I can. Um, and you know volleyball is my first love i've always loved playing love watching it and i'm just really happy that two out of my three kids also love it just as much as probably more than i love it because especially with isaac he's really mm. into it um and yeah that's um for me my love was always football um so i played four years in high school freshman jv and varsity um and then thankfully when I was in college, um, they had intramurals full pads at the college that I went to and um, that was pretty cool playing um, intramural football in pads. So that was pretty nice. Um, okay. um, also in high school, I did badminton. So it was a little, I did baseball my freshman year, but I got cut, um, try to make it to JV my sophomore year. So then I uh, moved over to badminton and actually loved it. So. Football and badminton, a little weird combination there, yeah. but it so worked. Full contact and then yeah. like no contact. <laughs> Dang, that's cool. Uh, I, I think it's that's. I think uh, like Ella was saying, like I think uh, if you were an athlete and you have kids, you always dream that they end up loving or playing your yes, sport. Yes, yes. I was know? worried for a little bit there when Alex started playing because um, you know we started having her. I have I started having her like set the ball when she was like a toddler, right? We just tossed volleyballs to her and stuff. And um, when she started playing CYO, I was like, would come home and tell Andrea, I was like, oh, I'm not sure she's gonna be an athlete. You know, she's a dancer. She's always, but you yeah, know, she started Alex. with hula dancing and stuff. And we're like, okay, so we'll keep trying. Let's see, right? So, but luckily. I don't know what happened. She caught the uh, volleyball bug, and it's been just volleyball for her. She was doing other sports, like she did basketball, track, uh, what is that, color guard, um, and hula, and eventually dropped 
all the other activities and just like with volleyball. So, well, I mean, we've all seen Alex throw a, a shoot a basketball and throw <laughs> oh, yeah. a football. So, <laughs> you know, the funny yeah. thing is, I've lost bets because of that too. Oh. Like her freshman oh, year, yeah. she like Coach Stacy uh, for boba. And she'll try and shoot the basket, and I lost like three times that oh. that season. So what? She made the basket. Yeah, she made the basket. <laughs> oh wow! So. Only was a bet. <laughs> yeah. So. But if we let her shoot any other time, you know, she yeah. hit the backboard. Yeah. Now I remember, like uh, Alex. Um, I was like, man, this. She's really only made for volleyball. Like, you know, every other sport. You know, like obviously some some girls are like multi athlete, but I was like, dang, good thing you're good at volleyball because like all the other sports would not work out. You know, so. That's funny, but I think yeah, me myself as a parent, like my kids are young, but I hope like s- at least one of them, like LSA, will play mm-hmm. some of the sports I like and stuff like that. And like I know Andre, like Nico played more of the other sports that probably you were more into, like baseball and right. Baseball and stuff. Growing up, I mean, with Nico, it was your traditional boy sports, I should say. I mean, um, baseball and basketball, you know, and it was. Uh, Little League, T-ball, and, and, and baseball. And he was the athletic, uh, growing up, he was the athletic one. You know, he, you give him any type of ball and he could. He'll catch it. He'll catch it. At 10 months old. Yeah. 10 months old, we have a video of him. Before he can even stand, he's like hanging on to a little table. And we're just bouncing a little ball on the other side. And he'll, he'll catch it and toss it back and catch it. We're like, okay. Yeah, that's better than my kids. <laughs> 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 and so, so, so yeah. he's like a more the natural than a skip <laughs> <to> Alex. <laughs> he's, yeah, <laughs> he, Nico <laughs> is very athletic. I mean, to this day, he's still very athletic. He still yeah. plays. He played rec at Cal Poly, um, different sports and stuff. So, yeah. Nice. Alex was, he, she just really loved volleyball mm-hmm. and she worked really hard at it, you know, because she loved it. And she wanted to play. Um, and that's, you know, cause she doesn't have that natural, uh, you know, athletic ability. So she was, you know, she, a lot of hard work came yeah. into to Alex being who she is now as a player. Yeah. Oh, definitely. How would you say that being athletes yourself influenced you guys as parents as the kids were growing up? Well, I've, being an athlete myself, when I was growing up, I've always, sports has always been, um, you know, in my, like, I've always wanted to do a lot of outdoor activities, sports. I used to watch basketball with my dad. Um, so it's always been a part of my life. And I knew that once I have kids, that they will also, like, you know, let them experience different sports, different activities, because they're, you know, see what they like, see what they don't like, just so they tried it, you know. Um, and luckily, you know, like I said, they tried different things and eventually they found what they really enjoy and they really love and became passionate about it. So, but it's always been a part of, at least for me, like I wanted my kids to play sports because there's also a lot of life lessons, um, with sports. So, um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that we started when they were young is gymnastics, teach Mm -hmm. them how to tumble, how to fall, how to land. Um, and then it just slowly progressed um, from, I mean, even Alex did T-ball for a little bit mm-hmm. before she, we did CYO sports. Being uh, active um, in the church back then at St. Anne's, we, we, did, we signed up our kids for CYO activities, whether it was basketball and then, um, you know, uh, volleyball later on. Yeah. Do you guys, uh, <clears throat> do you feel like influencing them to, to 
get into sports? Was it from watching you guys or just having it on TV in the background or going to games when they were young type of thing? I think it's more just keeping them active mm. um, at home when they were growing up, when they were toddlers and stuff. If they want to jump on the couch, jump on the bed, we let them. Like mm. we were okay with them doing whatever they want inside the house, tossing balls, you know, catching baseball or football or you know, setting volleyballs and stuff. So we've always wanted them to be just be active. Um, and, um, you know, it keeps them away from electronics, watching TV a lot. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, That's big now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Getting them yeah, away busy. from that screen time. Um, for me, it was like I did softball when Nico was born. So he and then Alex um, right afterwards, they would – uh, come to watch me play softball with my friends and um, I guess as parents you're their first influence right um, they're, they they want to imitate you so you one you have to make sure that you're a good positive role model as best you can you know definitely a lot of mistakes were made but you know looking back um, that's the first thing as far as sports is they saw us play Mm -hmm. uh, Ella did rec, and then I did softball. Mm -hmm. um, and so just around, they're around the game. Yeah, we yeah. would take them. Like I would take Alex, you know, the kids when they were little, and watch them, and watch, and have them watch me play. Um, we would watch his softball games, um, and just I think even football, like flag football, yeah, that's even right. like um, would have Nico join. He was only like in middle school, but. Because he's athletic enough, he can play. Oh. Um, he was playing with our friends, and yeah, so you know, thanks to them, you know, they also influenced our kids uh, growing up too with it. sports and activities. Yeah, Dang, and we'll oh, yeah. do like hiking, camping, biking. You know, we just try to do as many activities for, with the kids, um, which is always part of us already. You know, the who we Your are, lifestyle, yeah. our lifestyle, and so we just our kids would just naturally. Have that, that same, yeah, yeah, same lifestyle because that's that's who we are, you know, mm -hmm. Andre and I. Um, who we were. Who we were. <laughs> <laughs> Still inside. Young, yeah. <laughs> who we were before kids. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, like, so uh, did you guys ever coach your kids yourselves in the past? Uh, um, yes. For me, um, beginning with uh, Nico, um, as a parent on the sideline, I always wanted to help out. You know, I, I, I'm already taking him to practice. So a lot of times the coaches ask me to, hey, you want to help out? So whether it was uh, baseball and shagging balls and just being around, um, that's what I did. And I always made sure that um, because I had a little bit of coaching experience right out of high school, um, I helped out um, um, in football and also helped out also coaching volleyball right after high school. So I knew the importance of there are some parents, you know, like always interfere too much or try to influence too much is just when I was doing it as a, an assistant coach is just try to be as as much hands off as possible and just helping out, letting the coach dictate the flow of the practice, the flow of the game. And I was just there to to help out because that's what I want to do to just to help out. Yeah. So <clears throat> for me, you know, I signed up Alex at the CYO volleyball as of when she was a fourth grader and um and i would come and watch practice i, I still do you know yeah. as you see me with isaac or with yeah. alex i i like watching my kids practice 
Um, and so I would stay up practice and watch them practice and stuff. And the coach at the time was just not, not, um, um, not good. Not <laughs> experience. Uh, yeah, I, I just felt like, um, he was teaching the wrong fundamentals, mm -hmm. uh, skills of volleyball. And so what I did when, instead of moving Alex up to fifth grade or sixth grade, I think, cause I, I, um, helped coach, what was that? Fifth grade. There was no fourth grade team. So, oh yeah, so there Alex was no was fourth, fourth grade grader. team. So mm -hmm. Alex, Alex was playing up. Yeah, Alex okay. was playing up in the fifth grade, and so I didn't was did not agree with the way the coach was teaching the kids how to play volleyball. And so as a fifth, and I would actually sometimes after her practice, because you know I would be there watching. So when we get home, then I out in the street I would tell her, okay, this Your is what you learned <laughs> today, but this is not that's not how you do it. This is yeah. how you do it. Okay, so I would practice, you know, stay another half hour outside the house after. Just to make sure she just, learned it. Yeah, right just way, to make yeah. sure she's doing it the right way. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so we did that. We did that many times, even if she's tired already. It's like how she just finished an hour and a half of practice. But I would just keep her outside just to do some extra. Fundamentals, exactly, yeah, exactly. Fundamentals so when, um, it went, instead of moving her to sixth grade as a fifth grader, I volunteered to, to coach. Um, and so I wanted to just make sure I, I told Andre if that's okay, if he's okay with that, because I know it's going to be a lot of commitment and stuff. But what I really wanted to do is like, uh, you know, I really wanted, at least for Alex and, and the girls, to just learn fundamentals, just basic fundamental volleyball, because they're young. They're, yeah. they, the, most of them, like as a fifth grader, um, they were all first timers except for Alex. Right? Alex had one season as a fourth grader playing in a fifth grade team, but the rest of the girls, uh, when they started the fifth grade team, they, it was they were first time mm -hmm. players, and so um, so that's how I got started into coaching, um, and I only coached her, uh, you know, fifth grade, eighth grade, CYO, and then I was her assistant coach for one year when she played for Nets with mm -hmm. Coach Ben, mm -hmm. uh, so I did that too, and then after that she went to UCLA, and I said, Coach Matt, she's all yours. Uh, <laughs> I'm done yeah, coaching. I uh, I mean, how was what what was it like like your guys' experience coaching your kids? Oh, it's tough yeah, um, because we have to remind Alex. I have to remind her, you know, during practice on the court. I'm not your mom. I'm your coach, mm, yeah. and that's very hard for uh, well, how old is she to yeah. separate as a fifth grader? What's that? They're what 10, 11? Yeah, you 10. know, very young. It's, it's very hard. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of times where actually one time we had her run at practice because we were so upset with how, what she, you know, she her, her yeah. attitude or behavior or whatever. Oh, wow. And so we had her run. She just had to run like what? Two laps around the I don't know. We're just extra strict with our kids, <laughs> you know, even with Nico in, in whatever activity, whether if it was baseball, you know, I would hit grounders to him harder. You know, I would throw harder to him. I would expect more from him. Yeah. Um, you know, he's my kid. I'm going to take him home. Um, so there was always that extra uh, expectation from them to perform, to be respectful to the coaches, and to be a be uh, the best teammate on the on the field on the court. So, yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. that's good because uh, it's those are those core like you know fundamentals that things actually kids should be learning early on like you know um yeah giving it your all being a good teammate all those things uh showing up to practice right like the mm -hmm. discipline like that like 
I think sometimes if the kids are younger and they don't um, that that's not instilled in them when they get older you know they're the ones that tend to mispractice more they're the ones that tend to you know make excuses cheat the line yeah. and whatever you know so right right that makes sense why your kids ended up the way they did because when they were younger they were already like you know taught yeah. the right things and fundamentals like you said yeah and CYO and stuff yeah like we that. always told them like with nico we always says hey when the coach is talking to you make sure you look at them in the eye and say yes coach or okay coach or you know some sort of an acknowledgement that you are hearing or listening saying, to what yeah. they're saying mm-hmm. from very early on and we did the same with alex did the same with isaac um and and it's you know as a parent it's nice when you know other parents or coaches would come up to you and say you know oh they're they they listen and they they always look at me and they always you know respond respond back and stuff like that so um but we've always told them you know you got to respect your coach first right because that they're your coach um and listen to them yeah Yeah. anytime when you had your your kids when you guys were coaching your kids did they ever feel that type of either pressure to perform or was it were they already like mentally tough because of how you've the expectations you put on them because i felt like with alex we've never really had any issues with her like Mm -hmm. folding under pressure type thing or anything like that i think um with alex being that she's the second child i think she was able to have a backseat and see the relationship between what Nico and I had um, first. Um, Because I was, I felt like looking back now, I was pretty hard on Nico. Like, um, I mean, he is who he is now from a lot of that stuff, but I think I could have been a little bit more lenient. I mean, for practices, we were always there early and we would be the last ones out. Things that I'm, I'm happy about as far as going to practice early, working with him 30 minutes before practice started when it was baseball. And then after practice was done, we'd do some extra reps, whether it was pitching or extra hitting. Um, and when Alex would tag along, she would see that. Um, but one of the negative aspects, I think, about being part of the coaches on the ride home, I was that parent that would, like, get upset at Nico like why didn't you do this why didn't you do that um in basketball why you didn't hustle here you didn't do this like I always expected him to be perfect um to play perfect um and then when when it came to Alex you know there was a time she said I will do volleyball but I don't want you to be like that with me Mm -hmm. she, she, she asked that during the car rides home we don't talk about it. Mm, okay. And so that maybe, maybe was... she chose volleyball because Andre didn't play volleyball. Dad <laughs> <laughs> like, so, can't tell me how to hit because he didn't yeah. play. So, that was That's one of her um, requests. requests yeah. mm-hmm. That well, if, if we are going to coach her CYO team, and she knows how it was with her Kuya, or with Nico, how mm-hmm. it was in, you know. And so, so we agreed to that, and she agreed for us to let her coach her. Um, but like Andre said... One of the things with Alex is that she, even when she was young, she sees what gets her brother in trouble and she sees what, how we react and this and that. And so she kind of, she learned how to stay away from those things. And so she was able to kind of, I guess, manage, manage it better. Um, At the same time, though, I think she saw what worked as -hmm. far as sports, Mm -hmm. the hard work. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I've drilled with my kids is 
you know, I've always told them little sayings, clippings, kind of like what you guys have mentioned in other podcasts, like what Kobe Bryant's have said or little memes here and there. Mm. One of the things that one of the coaches told me growing up was practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. So if you just show up and practice and you just practice. Yeah, do it, go through the motions. You, you know, if it's not a perfect practice, there's not going to be any translation in the games. So growing up, I always told the kids, hey, when you're at practice, this is where you learn your skill. This is where you hone it. So your practice has to be perfect because how do you expect to get better if it's not perfect? Um, you can make mistakes. I, you know, we've come to realize it's okay to make mistakes. You're going mi- to make mistakes and you're not always going to be perfect. But you should expect to do your best always at practice. So yeah. that's that's part of the competitiveness that we we uh, try to instill in them as well. Like let's say with Alex, um, you know, she was a freshman uh, varsity at Logan, mm-hmm. right? And so we would tell her, okay, you know, learn from like Tati was there, learn from the older girls. Um, we told her, you know, you're practicing with the varsity team. You know, learn as much as you can and stuff like that. But at the same time, we always tell all of them, even Isaac now, is like, just because you're there in varsity and you're getting some play time, doesn't mean you're going to have that forever. You have to keep working hard. You you have to know that there's always someone who's trying to get yeah. your spot. So there's always someone right behind you. And so if you always want to be, you know, a starter, if you always want to be on the court, not getting off the court, well, yeah. you also have to put in extra time and and you know outside of practice you know all the extra things that they used to do um so that's all part of all part of what we've always instilled in them is that you know it's not it's not guaranteed nothing is guaranteed so you have to keep working hard um, no that's what we tell the kids i mean now like or i try to you know like when you sometimes uh the kids don't always listen you know they don't believe you until mm-hmm. like it actually happens and someone does take their spot or a new freshman comes or something or a transfer student um but yeah I, I like we try to do that actually and just just to like keep the kids you know not comfortable right. uh, oh i already got the starting spot or i already made varsity or kind of i always tell the girls like you don't want to settle you know what i mean and because mm-hmm. um, it's a habit you know like um you know we don't have to just like oh this is good enough but like is it your your full potential you know mm-hmm. are you doing your best every day and stuff like getting better um but like if people don't know so like just so they know, like, we're talking about Alex. So, Alex, um, like you mentioned, coaches here now, but UC alumni, plays at um, Cal State East Bay, and then was a four-year varsity starter at James Logan and helped us um, to two championships while we were there and, you know, and four uh, league championships also. But um, I want to kind of go into, like, Alex's, like, freshman year now because I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of parents um, – well, not a lot, but there's a couple of parents every year that their kid makes varsity, you know, as a freshman. And um, I know there's there's a lot of different experiences, but <clears throat> for you guys, what was it like that Alex, obviously she made the team as a freshman, but then also started. Mm-hmm. And then that was 2017, so that was our longest season. We went all the way to the, the state finals. Um, like, what was that for you guys, like? I'm sure it's crazy for us as coaches, but for you guys and having your daughter be a big piece of that, you know? I think that um, it was nerve-wracking. I mean, for for when when the coach came up to us and said, you know, your daughter might 
beyond varsity. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> when when Coach Matt came up to me and said, "Is Alex going to Logan?" Oh, sorry, sorry. This is because uh, Coach Matt was coaching Alex's eighth grade yeah. um, at middle IBC. school, yeah, IBC oh, yeah. for the first time, right? So Alex. I think at the time, the first practice, she didn't know who was going to be coaching yet. We just knew that the old coach wasn't going to be returning. Mm -hmm. So we weren't quite sure who was going to be coaching her eighth grade season, right? And then that night she came home and says, oh, my God, the Logan head coaches are, are coaching our middle school team. And, and she was really scared about it. She was really, like, you know, what, nervous or whatever. And I'm like, that's good. And she's like, no, it's not good. <laughs> and I said, yes, that's good because it, it's gonna, it'll go two ways. You either show them what you got, show them how you play, show them what kind of player you are, or you're going to be scared and play scared and, and just, like, you know, not do your best because you're always thinking about, oh, you know, is the Logan coaches, quote, unquote, right? Mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. So I, and so I guess she did. And she played hard. Um, she practiced hard and, and eventually, even as a freshman, she was still a little nervous going into the team. Mm. Uh, we didn't know she was going to be starting. We had no clue, no idea until that first game and she was a starter. So like, okay, you know, let's see what she can do, right? Mm. See how she's going to last as a starter. Um, and so we would tell her, you know, at home or whenever we're alone, you know, hey, that's good. but even more so you have to like work harder because you are a starter and you're a freshman starter so you really have to do everything that you can to to you know, improve your game you know if you obviously if you want to stay as a starter right if you if that's what you want if, you, if that's not what you want then we're we're not going to push you but if that's what you want you want to be a starter you want to play then you know we'll help you as much as we can um like did you guys you. actually like from your opinion, watching Alex obviously up until then, did you think she could start or she was going to be a starter, or you guys kind of like? I, I think for me, I, I always like to prepare for the worst. Oh yeah. yeah. So I know with me, I was like, no, there's no way. I mean, yeah, people tell me how good she is. I know how she how good she is, but I also know. I I don't put my I don't think I put my kids on a pedestal. I I, I see their flaws. I see their mistakes, and I see what they need to work at. Mm -hmm. I, I think I so. I was like, there's no way, like, sh she's going to make it. I mean, look at – because we were watching some of the varsity games that prior season mm -hmm. when Alex was in eighth grade. So we're like, oh, look at Tati. Look at Ruby setting. Look at all these girls, uh, Jew and and and, and uh, Max and, and all these other girls that were playing and they're just killing the ball and Mafa. And, and to see Alex with those girls – no, not as a freshman. <laughs> I, I, it was. It's hard. It, it, it really well, is. I mean, hard. it doesn't happen yeah, like, too often either. Like, like you know. You know, I wasn't ex like we told her. You know, right now, be happy. You're practicing with the varsity team. We are practicing with these really, you know, good players. Uh, these older players that you can learn from. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to put any expectations on her, like say to expect to start or or. or or you know anything else? We just wanted her to just do her best at practice, learn, you know, be a sponge, learn as much as she can. Um, actually, Andre brought up like watching varsity even before Alex got into Logan. The first time I took Alex to watch the varsity, she was a sixth grader, and I think Tati was a sophomore at the time. And so, so we were watching her. I don't think you were there with us. I think it was just the two of us. So we were watching her, and I right away my eyes gravitated towards Tati. 
and she was a six rotation outside right and so i told alex just watch her you know for this like i think the next set i told her focus on just that number whatever her number was 11 11. i don't want you watching anything else just watch number 11 how she moves on the court how um how she hits how she plays defense all that stuff Mm -hmm. and then i think the following year then we also saw like ruby and and juliana and stuff so we watched a little bit more right and so i had an idea of how the logan varsity girls were at the time when she was coming into and as a, as a freshman and then yeah so when <laughs> coach matt asked me that eighth grade season if she's going to logan i said yes and you said i think she's varsity material i don't know if you remember my response i to you. feel like we hit i remember like talking like talking to you about it but. yeah when she said you, you think you know she'll be on varsity as a freshman my response to you was i looked at you and i'm like are you sure <laughs> <laughs> like are you really sure <laughs> because you know she's yeah. again i i remember how the logan girls that we've seen mm-hmm. and i just wanted to make sure that like like are you sure <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i think uh to be honest uh, i remember like our first couple of practices at ivc mm-hmm. we we're doing some digging and um i remember you know remember, uh ilana Mm-hmm. I actually thought like we were doing this one thing, and I remember like Lana was hitting better than Alex or digging. It was one of those, and I was like, "Wait, is she an outsider or is that one an outsider?" Like, <laughs> Pro- who's a setter? Someone Pro- said someone's a setter. <laughs> Probably digging, and oh, that's yeah. that's kind of my fault because at CYO, I you know I was a setter. Uh, my whole every time my whole volleyball career I was a mm-hmm. setter, and so I was teaching Alex how to be a setter. I wanted her to be a setter. Yeah. But at the same time, she likes to hit, and she was tall enough to hit. So at CYO, the way I had the rotation is when she's in the front row, she's hitting, and when she's in the back row, she's setting. Oh, okay. So I took away passing from oh, her. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And so... Matt's like, she- yeah, that totally makes sense now. <laughs> no wonder I'm hitting. I so, mean, yeah. I remember because I, uh, I don't know how Lana ended up being a setter then. Maybe... Was she setting it? She was setting. She was, setting okay. yeah, she was one of our okay. setters too, Lana, Lana yeah. and Alex. No, Alex could hit. I mean, I remember um, for sure. No, she could hit. But I, mean, I just wasn't sure, like, is Lana a setter or not? But, <laughs> like, for me, um, and I probably told you guys this, and, like, Stacey knows this, and, like, during those Logan years, I definitely, even now I try to, but it's harder now than before. But I, I definitely try to look ahead <clears throat> and, like, plan ahead. And I know we, we did the middle school because – they yeah they were looking for a coach and at the time i think all i was thinking was our logan's kind of on the come up like you know we're kind of getting we're going up and that i just gotta make sure we have like refit you know like we're re- mm-hmm. reloading the roster and we were developing kids and so why not best then go to the local you know middle school and and all that and i remember someone told me like oh alex's dad went to moreau he might, <laughs> she might go to Moreau. I was like, damn. I was like, hold on. I got to see where this kid's going, you know. Cause, yeah. So I, that's why I asked you, like, where she's going. Because, mm-hmm. you know, not that I knew exactly, oh, Alex is going to be this good future MVP and all stay or whatever. But um, I think, like, I knew there was going to be an, an opening for her, like an opportunity, mm-hmm. just by who's graduating and who's coming in and what positions we're missing, you know, from the last year knowing we had Tati and you know but um yeah I didn't know Al was going to be this good but also I tell the kids now like a lot of it is like when when an opportunity preve- like um presents itself like what does the kid do with it you know like mm-hmm. I think with Alex she's a perfect situation uh, story of 
Like, she didn't ask to be put on varsity. She didn't ask to be a starter or anything. But the the opportunity presented itself. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of reasons for opportunity. It could be timing, obviously. And when people graduate, it could be just kind of, yeah, the need of the roster. Um, you know, there, there are some coaches, high school coaches, that don't put freshmen on varsity. You know, people are different. But I think Alex definitely... Uh, took advantage of it obviously because look mm-hmm. how her career went but hearing your guys' side of it i think now i get why alex didn't let it get to her head you know like there are some kids and parents who like oh my daughter is on varsity you know what i mean and it's mm-hmm. kind of like a brag or like you know um there are parents who also like they ride their kids too hard you know like it's not enough to be on varsity and it's not enough to be a starter you need to get 10 kills you know and i think like how you're saying you guys just kept alex like humbled and like focus on get better get better and like just kind of like the opportunity isn't always going to be there like it might be taken away from you looking back now that's probably why alex kind of just like did her thing she didn't you know like she wasn't scared either but like you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she didn't let it get to her head and i think that's why alex continued to like hungry 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 every Mm -hmm. every year and like i think alex had one of the best freshman year experiences like Mm -hmm. i could think of like Making varsity, starting, and then going all the way to, to state, the state to championship, state. Yeah. Yeah. and starting in the state championship, like, yeah. you know, yeah. that's like crazy. But that that is absolutely that's crazy. That whole year was just a dream. Was or a fairy tale, <laughs> like yeah. for us, for Alex. I remember we were freshman parents, right? Freshman year, and so we would win the playoffs. And so I was asking one of the parents, like Maria, and some of the parents, like. So do we book our hotel? And nobody wanted to book their hotel for stay. Uh, like, what do we do? No, you don't talk about it. They just just wait till the next game. Wait till the next game. And we're like, lo- like looking at Andre, like, well, what are we gonna do? What if they go all the way? We uh, need to get a hotel. And so, but yeah, I just thought we, you know, we it didn't was know. First it was time. <laughs> I mean, none of yeah. our, even the returning parents, none of, no one's been that far. You know, I think yeah. I do have a memory about that season particularly because I think that was also the when we had those fires and the air quality was mm-hmm. bad and yeah. we ended up having to practice at the old facility. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I might've mentioned either to one of you guys that, Oh, are the, are the, the kids shouldn't go on the youth ministry retreat the weekend. Mm-hmm. Cause that was like, that was the weekend of state. Yeah. And w- it was probably still like about a month away. And then I w- you, you guys both said like, are, are you sure? Like, they'll be okay to just go in in spring and then i'm really involved at st Anne, so i was like oh i'll make sure they'll be be on the roster for spring but i think you know we have a chance to go to state so why not like just run with it and at that time i think what i liked a lot about the parents was just the support you know because they they trusted that we knew what how to get the girls prepared and Mm -hmm. all that um we did a lot of like team building stuff that year um and then there was just that i don't even know how to explain it that their mentality that team was uh, they were different. strong they're yeah. just mentally strong yeah. and they just the way they play what they just flowed it was it was so um it was a dance was, on the court. Yeah, it was just it, it was beautiful flowing. to watch. And they, it's not like they're a loud team or they call. They're like, you know, some teams are all, you know, you want the teams to talk, mm-hmm. right? Talk all yeah. the time on the court. But they weren't, they were quiet. quiet yeah. What Alex used to call, they were just in a zen. Right? Mm-hmm. It was just, they just know. The chemistry. The chemistry. Yeah. They know who's next, like, 
the responsibilities, like, you know, everybody's so it responsibility. Was, you know, it was but. so that that freshman year was just we were just like in awe. We're like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> and so. A, and then, and we still had, you know, with Tati, because I was a huge fan of Tati, I was just, like, enjoying it. And and it was, I really appreciated that Tati kind of took Alex under her wings. And there's a few times where they will go, like, I don't know, go out to eat or grab something to eat in between school and practice. And Alex would tell me about it. And I thought that was really cool because she's a senior. Mm. Alex is a freshman. Or, and and what was funny was because I've been telling Alex to watch Tati since she was a sixth grader, and oh, so yeah. just to see the two of them now hanging out, actually talking and 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 stuff, and I just thought it was nice. And senior night, they had their own pictures. You know, like <laughs> the two of them took pictures of the two of them, and and I think like Alex said something senior night or. I don't remember. Oh yeah, she did speak like, on behalf. She had a little speech, a little speech about thing. Okay. For Oh yeah, yeah, we had the girls yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really cool too, and I just think for Alex, she had a lot of really good role models, um, good coaching, you know, great coaching, and you guys just, you know, what you saw something in Alex that, you know, we're just very appreciative of it because you made her like reach whatever potential she like us. How do I say it? Like, re- help her reach her potential. Her potential yeah, that we didn't it. even know she could do. Um, no, yeah, I th- like, um, you know, going back to you know with um, the experience having your daughter, you know, be on varsity and all that. Um, what are some? What are some like? Uh, I guess tips or like things you learned or maybe had to go through. Maybe not just the good things, but. What are some of the hurdles maybe you had to go through with your daughter being a varsity starter and, you know, in, in a competitive program and with a lot of, you know, there's a lot of chatter. I, I remember I, I talked to you about that, mm-hmm. like, before Alex. Maybe she already made the team or whatnot, but I remember I I think we talked about um, kind of just some things to get Alex prepared for because there is a, a lot of scrutiny being. There's a lot of noise afraid. happening. Yeah, a lot of noise. A lot yeah, of yeah. noise happening, and we were hearing it. She was hearing it, um, and, you know, I just told her, um, Sorry, one second. Before, like, you know, when you had that talk with um, Ellen and she mentioned it to me, we kind of expected that, you know, we expected the chatter. You, mo- you brought that up on one of your previous podcasts, I think when you had Alex and Lena here, mm-hmm. um, is being a freshman or what it's going to be, um, what to expect, and, you know, we know that there could be animosity. There's always somebody who thinks they're better than you. Yeah. And that could be true or not. But the important thing is believe in yourself, work hard, and, and just stay true to yourself and just work hard. And, and, and whatever the outcome is, the coach is going to see whether or not you should be playing, you should be on the team, and whether or not you should yeah. be starting. So we kind of talked to Alex we had a nature. lot of talk. It was a, it, it, was a con- yeah. it wasn't just like a talk. It was like consistent, consistent yeah. talk, like throughout the whole season. Because you really have to, we had to help her keep her focus. Yeah. Because there was just a lot of, like I said, there was a lot of noise, distractions, and you know, it, it, new to high school. It's, it's, and it's things yeah. a little bit, especially when it's coming when you hear it coming from people that you thought. You, knew you, you wouldn't hear, for, so, you mm. know, they like would, you didn't expect right, it. I didn't expect yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and so, but we just, we told her, you know, hey, 
it's this do you want to again going back to what do you want to do uh, do you yeah. want to do you want to keep playing do you well, you want to get better do you want to start you know if that's and she's always said yes i want to do that well then you know what ignore everything else yeah. and just focus on what you need to do to get where you want to be right and so but again that's a lot of reminders that's just just a one it's, it's not a one-time thing you tell her that it's a lot of reminders in different ways um you know she's young yeah she's getting into this high school she you know all she knows is volleyball at the time because there's you know yeah. everything was about volleyball for her but the, the i think the good thing is that she loved it she loved being on the court she loved playing and so she was able to as much as she can uh, block everything else block yeah. the noise and everything else you know but there was a lot of times she would come home, you know, she's crying or she's in a really bad mood or, you know, it's mm. hard to talk to her sometimes because, but I understand that age as well. Um, so I think for me, I kind of, I feel like I, like I know, I knew her enough. Like I, I know my kids enough to where if I need to give them space or talk to them and stuff, like whether it was Nico or Alex, even with Isaac, kind of feel them I, I know it's not perfect you know I, I don't know everything mm-hmm. but I just have to go with like my gut feeling like how I'm going to approach you know my daughter or it's different with the boys it's different with boys different yeah. with girls <laughs> I'm sure um, and so and we're learning that with Isaac too like ways to talk to him to get where we kind of guide him to where he, he wants to be you know so no yeah I think Alex handled it really well because I mean yeah, like I said, we, she went through one of the craziest freshman seasons. But, you know, I think, like, there's a lot of good freshmen. There's a lot of freshmen that make varsity. But I think sometimes that adversity they get with the scrutiny and the, you know, other no- the loud you know noises and distractions that could happen, sometimes they all don't pan out as well because of that. You know, like, they either get too much anxiety being a freshman or they can't handle the, the criticisms or the people talking or, like, people jealous and... Usually it's that, you know, it's someone jealous or someone thinking you don't deserve what you what you earned in a way. But, yeah, I think Alex did a great job, probably from your guys' help, keeping focus, focus on what her, her job was that season. And, I mean, that was a long season. And I think, like, uh, that season, that freshman season, just the way all, all the pieces fell for our team and for Alex, it kind of set her up to be, like, who she ended up developing into yeah um because you don't you don't just get tough skin from not going through any adversity or stuff like that you know but definitely have yeah. to give props to you know her teammates um but also the parents of the teammates because as a freshman you know you would hear s- the parents when she'd get a kill she's a freshman some oh, of yeah. the fa- fa- yeah. um, <laughs> uh, f- um, parents and their their families that would come to support and then you know the parents would come to us and 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 let us know yeah she's definitely has helped this team you know when you hear that from a parent whose daughter is playing uh, who's a junior or a senior you know it really means something to us because we're not sure but here they are you know reassuring us that yeah she does definitely belong and they're giving her support after the games um you know they're there like hey great job alex you know you did great thank you you know so that kind of reassured us that she was in the, she was where she needed to be and and 
so validated validated, validated yeah uh, you know one of the first tournament was the Morro Bay right mm-hmm. and um, we didn't know any of the parents we go in there didn't know anybody there the girls didn't know who Alex was right but then at the end of that tournament weekend someone called Alex the Kevin Durant of uh Oh, Logan really? team, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> so they, one of the dads came up to and say, "Oh, she's like Kevin Durant, you know, because yeah. he's like, what did he say? Like, just he's, because he's, she's joining that team, just like Durant did for oh, the Warriors. Oh, he's like yeah. the team is helping already good. Her better. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like yeah, yeah. Uh, the the team without Alex is already good, right? Mm-hmm. The Warriors are already good. Then oh, at the time yeah. you had Alex, and he just made everything even more ammo, according yeah. to the one of the dads. Like that's mm-hmm. what he was telling us, and and yeah, it feels just like okay." This is good, right? And so, um, yeah, definitely the support of the, the, the acknowledgement from the parents that that definitely helps. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think yeah, we had great parents. Like that, those couple that run we had, we had great parents. Um, yeah. But you know, also I think the g- another thing is uh, if you think about it, like our other starters, our other like star players, their parents were also like humble, you know and. You know, like Juliana, right? Their his daughter, uh, Ron. His daughters have been mm-hmm. starting and successful, and he's always been relatively quiet and just supportive. Um, same with Max and you know mm-hmm. Noel and Maria. Yeah, everybody yeah. else. <coughs> yeah. So yeah, we had a great parents. Like, man, good times, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Time flies. Now it's like almost how many years ago? Now? Like, oh gosh, yeah. I want to, if we, you know, I wish we, one thing I, I, I told Stacey this, I kind of wish we, like, recorded more. Kind of just, like, yeah, rem- so we could watch it now, because I would want to watch it now. But back then, <laughs> I think when on that Cinderella run, you just don't really, like, think about it. It's like, you know, even winning, it doesn't really feel like it until, like, I don't know, later. I mean, social media wasn't as big. That's true. We yeah. don't really post stuff every, as much. You know, there's you know, TikTok. Yeah, there's videographers. Yeah. and trying to get their name out and they're filming everything right yeah. but, but yeah mm. but I, I do want to add as a freshman on a varsity team that is has a very rigorous you know practice and film and study you know you guys yeah. did a lot right um there has to be a balance of the schoolwork yeah. and and um volleyball and i think the parents really need like for us we needed to really step up and and help her make sure she has that balance because that's you know school first always um so i think that's one thing that also um you know you have to just uh, the parents then they need need to to do a little bit more as well if because you you need to support your athlete right and um so that's just another thing that i wanted to add because it's hard i mean you come home from practice like 9 30 Sometimes yeah, almost tired. ten o'clock at mm-hmm. night, and you still have to eat, shower, and do homework. And then sometimes you know they're in bed. She's in bed by like past midnight, and go back to school the next. So that's a lot for an yeah. athlete. But I, but the reason we kept you know helping her doing it is because she we can see that she she would stay up. She I mean she would wake up. She would do her thing. She did it. She did what she needed to do. Get to practice. Get her grades and stuff like that. And so. Um, you know, as long as she they're they're showing you that they're doing their best, then you know we'll we'll do as as much as we can to support that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have any other tips for like um, parents today that if they're 
daughter is going or son going into that same situation like joining uh, I guess a good program is making varsity or starting be a great parent at home be a supportive parent at the practices and at games but let the coaches coach mm. um, you know one of the things that I think I've being in different sports, different teams, different organizations, you know, parents can sometimes mess things up. Um, the parents talking can be toxic. What they tell their kids, you know, oh, you're not starting because, you know, the, the coach doesn't girl, know you, yeah, you know, the coach doesn't like you, you know, because of this. And many times it's not that it, it, it it's, it's practice. I mean, you know, for for us that we have been sort of athletes back in the day, you know that you have to work hard. You see the kids that start and how much work they put in and the kids that don't start. Um, yeah, the, a little bit is um, a lot of it may be due to skill level. But if you're not in up to par as the kids that are playing, what can you do um, outside of practice? To get that playing time I mean you know at practice is an hour and a half two hours you know what are you doing at home mm -hmm. to help your kids play I mean this is club this is competitive this isn't CYO this isn't rec ball um, you know you just have to make sure you put your ki uh, the kids put the work in and they have to be the ones that want to put the work in you can't force them to do it otherwise they're going to resent it um, help them love the sport put the work in and be a supportive parent. I, I, I think there's a little bit of push, a little bit of push and then also uh, motivation from them because you kind of have to push them a little, nudge them a little bit and then see what, how they take it from there, right? Because again, there's, they're, they're young, they're, you know, they have so many things in their mind, school, practice, uh, other distractions and so, Eventually, if you, you nudge, like for me, from my experience, you know, like let's say with Alex, even with Nico, Nico, Alex, and Isaac, all of them, we've always kind of nudged a little bit. We'll ask them though, hey, do you want us to remind you? Do you want us to push you? Mm -hmm. Okay, is that what you want? And if they say yes, keep pushing me. And then we'll push them if we feel like, hey, you're slacking a little bit. Here's a little nudge, right? And then eventually they'll do it on their own. Um, but something you still have to kind of push them a little bit especially yeah, as a freshman a sophomore you know um and then as they get older like now with alex with nico they they work out they they they, they do everything on their own you know they're they're what do you call it um i'm losing my words but yeah they you know they'll they have the work ethic they have the work yeah. ethic yeah yeah even with isaac now um like last season, we always had to push Isaac. Isaac, okay, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, do this. This season, he'll do it on his own. Um, it's like building good habit, like the, yeah, the yeah. Habit. Or sometimes I'll just do a little reminder. Hey, did you do this yet? Yeah. And so I'm doing this, you know. Then he'll give me his little schedule of what his plans for the day, and so. But yes, it has to be. It has to come from them. But as parents, we have to be, I think, like observant, like just just seeing how they are, right? How they react then, to things. Yeah, and, and then if if a nudge is needed, then do it. Um, otherwise, just you know, do let them, you know, do it on their own because 
if like Andre said, if you push them too hard, then they're going to resent it and they're not going to want to do it anyway. So. I remember, um, I don't know which one of you I was talking to, probably, I'm not sure, but I remember after we lost in state, I mean, we all got, everyone <laughs> didn't do as well as we could have, right? But I remember Alex definitely, you know, had an eye opening, you know, because we played, what, seven D1 girls mm-hmm. at state, and I'm pretty sure Alex got blocked a bunch of times or didn't do as well as she wanted. I remember one of you told me that the next day Alex asked Andre or something to get the weights out at home or something or Mm -hmm. because she wanted to start working out already for next season or something. And um, I know, like, for me, I was like, wow. You know, I I knew she worked hard, but she was really motivated because we didn't do that well or she didn't play, play that well either at State. And she probably saw the, the biggest stage you could be on, and she was a freshman and not doing as well as you wanted. I think that really lit like a fire on, on in Alex. Mm-hmm. And like you guys said, like you didn't have to tell her to get back in the gym. Other kids, mm-hmm. hey, we just came from state, like you know, they they'd settle for that, right? They'd be happy. They wouldn't get back in the gym or get on the weight room, you know. So mm-hmm. that I think that moment is when I was kind of like, okay, like Alex might be something a little different, you know, something special because. Not all kids are going to be like, let me work out. I just played, what, four months of high school. Mm-hmm. You know, like how many games? We played an extra month of yeah. high school season because of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, we played all the way till Christmas. Or, December. No, December. First, day of, December. first day of December. Yeah. December. yeah. That's crazy. That was fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny that you remember that because I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. And, and I remember that now. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah, she was like, you know what? I, I want to work. Let's get started now. Because that's yeah, how you get better. Because <laughs> I remember I was bummed, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but, like, hearing that, you know, little freshman, mm-hmm. you know, is, like, talking like this and hungry and mad about losing and, you know. And it's not a surprise, like, going to her sophomore season at Logan that Alex took on a bigger role, you know, um, as now being, like, our number two offensive option behind Mafa, but then also carrying us to another championship our, our the school I mean our program's first NCS championship in like 20 20 plus years I think five years or something yeah. um and yeah I think like you know Alex and you guys have obviously witnessed it and we can get your perspective but she got better every year right mm-hmm. like every year always got better like and, sh- and if people don't know, Alex didn't always get what she wanted. Like, she wanted to be outside her sophomore year, but, you know, we had her play oppo, and it was mostly, like, a passing thing probably or just kind of a uh, strategy hurt. thing. Yeah, she, she had an injury, and but mm-hmm. she still carried our team, you know, to a championship. Um, with you guys living with it at home and everything, how did, like, what was your perspective on, like, how she always got better, like, every year? We've always seen her put in the work from when she was young, all our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when she couldn't serve, thankfully we have our, our um, house inside is vaulted ceilings. When she couldn't serve very well over the net, we, she would hit, she would serve uh, against the wall in the, in the house. She started serving overhand. She would start doing, practicing in the house every day. Kid you not, at least 30 minutes a day, every day. Um, maybe not every day, at least six days a week. Mm-hmm. But she put in that work. Um, she asked me to work out with her. She would train with her mom outside, passing the ball, hitting, 
serve, receive. Um, and then as she mentioned in the previous podcast, she would want to come and work out, um, ask you for gym time. You know, she, she, she really, really loved volleyball and she wanted to continue to play. Her goal was to play college and she yes. knew what it took to get there. Yeah, the work. She, and, and she put in the work all the time. Like that's, that's exactly so like actually recent times, like the coaches, even the you know, Conan, Linda, we actually talk about the how there's a lot of athletes who they want this, they want that, but then they don't actually realize how much work you actually have to do to do that. You know, like I feel like when they see, you know, a D1 recruit somewhere playing club, oh, she's already committed to this, right? All they see is that, oh, she's already committed or she's, you know, bouncing the ball or something. But they don't realize, like like you said, the little things like at home, mm-hmm. you know, the reps at home, the lifting in the garage, uh, the extra reps here. And like if Alex is doing all that at home and then we have three hour, four hour, you know, practice at Logan, you know, with the weightlifting and everything, it's like, you know, that's actually what it takes to. And, and I think you really have to have passion for the game like you said mm-hmm. alex had and really loved the game and not just playing volleyball or the, your sport but um the process i guess like i think alex probably made it fun to work out and yeah. put in the reps it was like oh my god dad's making me lift in the garage yeah. i have to serve at home you know no yeah. she um she's always been like that like she always wants to improve whatever it is she's doing she always wants to get better um when it comes to volleyball like andre said when I would play rec, she always wanted to come with me because she wanted to be my pepper partner, okay? Mm-hmm. Because at the time, I can warm up with her, we can play, uh, you know, play around and stuff like that. And then um, there's been times where, I think I told you this, how she learned how to overhand serve was, um, you know, sometimes there's an open court. Uh, so I'm playing on one court and the, another court is open. I'll, she'll have a ball. Mm-hmm. And one time I just told her, just serve overhand you know as often as as many times as you can and so i'm playing and i can kind of watching her on the other on the other court she will serve the ball doesn't even go over the net she'll run under the net go to the (laughs) other side get the ball serve again and and then go to the other side and she just did that the whole time i was playing well i saw while i'm playing she's serving until eventually she got i mean the more you do it the you know she she gets better um so that was you know that already showed her um, determination on, uh, on getting better because she better, wants yeah. to get better. She wants to serve overhand. I think it was because getting at the reps. time, um, I think there was, uh, if you remember Gabby, mm-hmm. Gabby Lorico. So mm-hmm. she oh, comes yeah. into our CYO already serving overhand while Alex already had a season before and she's still serving underhand. And so that was one uh, of her motivations that she wanted to make sure she can start serving overhand already, like fifth grade or sixth grade. And yeah. She didn't start serving overhand until sixth grade. But fifth grade, she was motivated to learn. Um, so she's always been like that, um, wanting to get better. Pushing herself. Pushing herself. Even now at East Bay, uh, you know, she gives herself a little time for a little break. Uh, and then once her break is over, she's back. She's she's working out. You know, the other day she walked up the hill to East Bay, worked out, and walked down the hill. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, and so motivated. that's like her warm-up, she said, you know. And so... And, and her thing is she wants to keep playing like she plays yeah. here whenever she can because she wants to make sure come season which is coming up soon she's ready to play so she doesn't want any like because she knows in order for her to, to keep playing at East Bay as well she needs to 
you know perform perform yeah, get better right mm-hmm. and she doesn't and she wants to make sure she's ready and so, college is no joke so so that's always been her and thankfully she um you know passes that on to isaac and isaac um isaac grew up in the volley you know knowing about volleyball At because the I, yeah. well when <laughs> we were coaching alex so it was andre and I, angela was the assistant coach and Isaac was there. He would be at practice. He would be shagging balls. And when we have water breaks, he will grab the ball and try to serve or pass or whatever. He's like five, six years old. And so he's always been around volleyball as well. It's not a surprise that he is big in it now because uh, he's been around it so much and yeah. got exposed to it. And, and Alex has a big influence on him, which is good. So he's. I, mean, I think Isaac probably loves volleyball more than Alex right now, from what I see. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> which is good because, like, look how good he could be now. Because if you have that passion, you know, it's like it's addicting, and like you just end up getting so much better because you just you know want to yep. keep on playing and stuff like that. One thing that um, to add to what you asked, Coach Matt, is being here at UC Elite and seeing when Alex was still in high school. She saw Coach Linda, who was the libero at um, Dominguez Hills, mm-hmm. practicing in the summer on the courts, doing li- um, drills, side-to-side drills, lateral drills. By herself. By herself. Mm-hmm. After <coughs> camp or practice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, like, that's, you know, those little things that your kid sees, sees influences them. So, you know, we use that as a teaching moment, telling Alex, see, look at, Coach Linda, she's already starting, mm-hmm. you know, at uh, uh, Dominguez Hills, but here she is putting in extra work. See, so not only once you get there, do you practice with the team, but you still got to do your own work on your own time. So yeah. those things that the coach that the players see do um, um, make an influence, a positive influence. Yeah. So I know that definitely um, influenced um, Alex to practice extra at home and and Isaac's same thing now that he sees Alex doing that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Isaac oh, is always thing. playing volleyball in the house inside the house almost oh, every sure day I'm broken in there <laughs> <laughs> probably walls, tough spinning in the <laughs> I think our door is like falling apart because of it's probably down balling out your, your wall <laughs> yeah he's always that's the thing with him he's he, he always he touches the volleyball every day even if he's you know not even when he was sick, right? Like he would still go and just like pass or stat or hit and whatever. Um, Damn, that's for sure. He, that's passion. Yeah. No, I so. think that's yeah. It, it's just a good sign of uh, you know, you don't have to push him. I think to like play because you know he loves it so much already. Mm-hmm. So, I think a lot of kids, a lot, or in any sport, there's a lot of great athletes and players in certain sports, but they don't even like like it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think there's a lot of like NBA like players um, on one of the podcasts they were saying like a lot of the league they actually don't really like basketball they're just because they're seven foot or whatever they play basketball it's their job you know but I think if you have passion it's a whole nother game because you're going to enjoy it way more you know um, but um, to just to move on on like the next things I think we want to talk about kind of your experience here at UC Lee because Alex played here for four years um 15s to 18s um you know i was lucky enough to coach her for a lot of that and um you know looking back now it's similar to our logan season but we, like all you talked about we had a great group of parents um 
great group of kids actually uh and uh i think it for club and club's different than high school because high school we don't get to pick our kids really it's kind of whoever goes to school there but for club you know there's so many clubs they all get to pick their teams kids club hop all the time and all that but like with alex alex's group you know like eight like 90 percent of the team was like the same mm-hmm. from like mm-hmm. 15s to 18s and yeah. i think we you know I, that team really checked all the boxes and i tell people like um we didn't win every tournament we didn't you know but but we were really com- we were competing every tournament we won some we lost some but i try to tell the kids now like i really enjoyed coaching that team not because of like we were competitive and winning but kind of the experience you have with the same group and like the girls just had fun like i don't know i I feel like we had great parents no drama there um and the girls all great personalities Mm -hmm. good kids the girls got along no drama like that's a that's like a coach's dream and like same thing in the moment back then i'm not really you know realizing that until now Mm -hmm. you know because i've coached a couple teams you know without alex now and those kids and now i'm like damn you know like i had a good you know and yeah (laughs) um but like what was your guys's how how was it for you guys on your guys' side like perspective on all that i think it was it was it was like a feather in the wind because we just went with the flow Mm -hmm. i mean it was so like you said no drama nothing that we were just able to enjoy the ride we didn't know that we didn't know that at first right so we're you know fresh 14 no 15 first year here at uc elite uh we knew some of the girls but not all the girls um but we kind of just know of them. We didn't know their personalities and stuff like that. Same with the parents, right? Um, but I think eventually the girls and the parents just built this friendship. And from that friendship, it just became, you know, became closer friends. Like and longtime friends. Now, now we're it's family. Yeah. I consider some of them family, some of my closest friends. And I think even with Alex, the girls, they're all, they still... Hang out together, right? Right. They still make the time to see each other, hang out together, play, come here and play together. Um, I think it just it it wasn't like that in the beginning, you know. But they were all great families, um, very nice, kind parents, and so no issues. Like you miss that, you know. So if we plan something, if we do something, everybody was always in it. You want to do potluck? Sure. You want to do this team bonding? Sure. What can we do Everyone to help? Everyone was uh, participating. We're participating. In their own, yeah. 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 I think that's also one thing that, uh, like, sometimes and some teams today, the reason why they don't get along or there may be drama or like teams don't get as close, the chemistry is because strong. they don't go to the team bondings. They yeah. all don't show up to the the parent thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and like you said, you created long term friends with with the parents. And that's because they spent time together. And, like, yeah. I've been to tournaments where, like, I mean, the parents only see each other when they're at, you know. When they're at the tournament. At the bleacher or, or like, <laughs> at the chairs at the end line. And, yeah. you know, and I mean, I mean, everyone's different and I get that. But I do think um, maybe w- with Alex's team back then, it was because the parents were supporting that. Mm-hmm. So it made the girls, like, hey, I'm going to get to know this girl, you know, because people don't realize only like three of them are from logan right and like the rest of them different schools different. Oh, newark yeah. american yeah. moreau um san kennedy san leandro yeah. like so we had girls from all over the place didn't know each other in middle school 
but they were all open to like hey let's get to know each other you know and yeah, I yeah. think that was the thing is that everybody was putting the effort to get to know each other and yeah. just being, you know, good teammates, good parents to, you know, the other parents, to the other kids. I mean, we just supported all all the girls. It's not just I was supporting Alex. I was supporting, you know, all of the, the moms, yeah. the, the, fa- the parents would be helping all the other girls. Oh, yeah, yeah Alex was adopted. Kid. So by <laughs> Ruthie, by yeah, Karen. Karen. Yeah, yeah, Alex has multiple moms. I mean, s- yeah, some of the parents so. know our, know Alex better than how what we know Alex. I mean, <laughs> Karen would what provide snacks for we Alex, would and she would know meals. what Alex wants because Alex was a picky eater. And yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah. I think oh my you know, so that's like the fifth, the first year, fresh, um, freshman year, and then it just kind of built. It was grew, just from there. grew from there because we would spend time outside of volleyball as well and we would like you know at tournaments we would try to stay together all the time do everything together together. um so we were lucky with you know having karen and our team all four years because like doing she took care of all the flights so the girls would fly together together, and whoever the parents who wants to join the girls that's fine too and then everybody else can just kind of follow so i think being together like that um help because the more time you spend with each other you know, the more time you get to know each other. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it could go yeah. the other way too. Like it can backfire. Oh, it could, yeah, but I've seen it go both ways. Yeah, I think like uh, another thing is uh, our team. Like there also wasn't like any like jealousy. Who's starting? Who's getting the kills? Who's you know like um, every team has has bench players and starters and stuff. But our team didn't really like let that affect anything. Like same with the parents. Like because I, I know teams like. If they lose, they're not doing team bonding. Yeah. If they don't do well, they're not doing team bonding. They're not, you know, and the, it, that'll dictate the, the mood or the vibe of that trip, you know, versus, like, I think with our team, it doesn't matter if we, we lost or won. Our girls had a great time. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, you know, as long as they're competing and they're getting better, I think the girl, which the girls always did, like, that, that you know, it was always a good trip, I guess. Like, win or lose, like, the winning was a plus, but, like, you know, we, we traveled all over I told Alex, like, I've been to, what, how many states with her? Yeah. I mean, even coaching now, but, like, we've been yeah. to Indianapolis and Florida yeah. and Minneapolis and where else have we been? Uh, shoot. Vegas. Vegas. And, yeah. you know, like. Washington. Spokane. Yeah, we've been mm-hmm. all over the place. And um, I think it was just yeah. a good group of supporting parents, supportive parents, parents mm-hmm. yeah. uh, supporting each other, girls and other parents, um, helping each other out with whatever it is they need help with. Sometimes some of the girls, their parents can come, they get adopted, right? Yeah, they go yeah. travel with someone else. That's happened to Alex. Alex has been adopted a couple of times because um, we can't make it mm-hmm. um, and, and other girls. And so I think it's just, I, I, we were lucky to be, to have this good, you know, great mm-hmm. set of yeah. families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that was the same with Nico. You know, with Nico, when he played basketball or baseball, um, just all the parents were We're almost like you know on the same page supporting each other you know um, cheering all the kids and um, no no, no, uh, crazy parents no uh, yeah we haven't I mean we hear (laughs) horror stories but we haven't really experienced any of those horror stories that we hear have we (laughs) no yeah Um, I mean that's true like I mean as the coach like you know, I, I think not just you guys, but all the parents let me just do my thing, with, you know, mm-hmm. with the girls. And he let me coach them the way I wanted and, like, you know, competed and stuff. And 
you know, makes my job easier. And th- like, cause like, you know, there's teams now where like half the team is cool, mm-hmm. but there's like maybe that one parent who's just like yapping, complaining about this or about that. I've had parents like there was another team I know of that like the parent like in the group chat with the other parents and the coach like text something like complaining about their daughter's playtime. But luckily another parent was like, uh, this is not the forum to like do this. You know what I mean? Luckily someone said that, but cause it's just like, you know, it makes it awkward. Right. And yeah, it's just, yeah. everyone saw it. Now everyone's going to think, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. I try to tell people like, sometimes it's good to keep it in house. And like, if you got a problem to keep it private, because once you let it get out, like not everyone's going to agree with you or think the way you may think. And you might make other people feel uncomfortable or, you know, make it an awkward situation or something. And, yeah. um, Luckily, our team, yeah, Alex, just got lucky and had a great. And group. and I want to give a shout out to Isaac's team. So two seasons mm-hmm. already with UCLA, and again, same. You know, parents are great. Um, I don't have any issues. <laughs> I hope they don't have any issues. No, that's, but yeah, yeah, that's good to hear because it's, you know. it's hard to find that sometimes. I think some people they think that every team you go to is going to be like that, or like oh, it'll be a great. But actually, it's not because I've seen stories and you know. A kid goes there and then, you know, unfortunately, there's toxic parents or some players and then the kid doesn't have the best experience. And, like, I think, you know, playing youth sports, it's not just about winning and playing in college. It's also just, like, the experience, the life Mm -hmm. lesson like you guys may have talked about. And, like, I want, like, the kids to have a good experience as much as possible, you know. Like, if they get recruited and win, too, obviously that's great. But I think you know you're learning stuff when you're on a team right when right. you're in this environment competing with a group a group uh, other people working in a group yeah. um and it's valuable it's valuable lessons that like could be ruined you know if they get a bad experience because i've mm-hmm. seen kids quit because mm-hmm. of bad experiences and stuff like that so one, one note to the parents who complain about your kids playing time you know it, it definitely isn't a forum to do it on a group chat you know, you definitely should be talking to the coach yeah. um, away from everybody else. You make it a group setting. You bring it out in the open. You know, one, your kid's not playing. But two, it's going to get back. And everybody's going to know that your kids, that you're the parent of that kid who yeah. isn't playing and isn't is now complaining and everybody's going to draw an opinion of that. Yeah, yeah. You don't air your dirty laundry out in the public. Pull pull the coach aside the day after. You got to, you know, in the heat of the moment in the tournament, you know, talk to the coach after the tournament, you know, away from people. Don't do it in front of people. Don't do it. Make a scene. Or make a scene because you don't want to be labeled that parent. And you don't know why the coach is doing what they're doing. I mean, it could be a rotational issue. Your son could have, your child, son or daughter could have said something to the coach. Say, you know what, coach, I'm not feeling well. Um, they may not be practicing well. They could have a bad attitude. Unless, you, unless you're at practice and you see them, you know, you don't know. So don't be that parent. Pull the coach to the side, you know, hours after the game, whatnot. You know, talk to the coach afterwards. Don't, don't, don't make it a public scene. Yeah. Don't be that I, parent. I'll just spit in facts. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I, facts right now. I want to add, like, for our three kids, we never approach the coaches. If Nico had an issue, if Alex had an issue, we always tell them, well, talk to your coach. 
talk to your mm-hmm. co- we we were all uh, once they started especially high school and college right yeah especially <laughs> high school once they got into high school andre and i were hands off we'll talk to them at home help them how to uh, you know like uh, how to talk to the coach what to say what they're feeling what the coach may be thinking you know different um, scenarios of how they can approach the coach and usually i don't think they actually ever approach the coach they just work harder or practice harder did extra for the coach to either notice them Mm. or or something but but yeah you know as a parent i've never had to come up to any of my kids coach and say hey what's going on my kids will have to do that if if they have an issue we tell them you gotta talk you gotta deal with it that's good because like uh we try to get the kids to do that today because it's just like empower them you know to take the matters into their own hands and only when they cannot handle it is when like you know you could bring your parent in but like if it's about playtime i mean you know we tell the the kids communication is the biggest thing like Anya said a bunch of things that parents probably don't think about before they complain like they don't like when a parent gets mad about they say their playtime yeah like i always wonder why they don't check off those boxes like is it you know is it their attitude or how, how are they doing in practice and you know, and all the other factors that come into playing time decision making, you know, for coaches, like, because it's so easy. I feel like they just, maybe the, it's the emotions and the heat of the moment, but they jump straight into, like, mm-hmm. my kid's being cheated or, like, something, you know. Yeah, or, or sometimes the kid is okay, but the mm-hmm. parents are upset. I've had yeah. a conversation with one of the parents here at UC Elite because she was so upset that her daughter didn't play, um, you didn't play at all. Mm-hmm. Either didn't play or had very limited play time. And the tournament wasn't even over yet, and they just wanted to leave. And so they wanted to take their daughter out and, and go because she's not playing oh, anyway. Man. And so one of the conversations I had with, with the mom was that, you know, her and her husband were so mad because she's not playing, daughter's not playing. And so they wanted to go, but the daughter wanted to stay. The daughter oh, wanted yeah. to stay because that's <laughs> because that's her team. She doesn't want to leave the team. And the tournament's not even over yet. They still have at least one, if not two games. Oh, and so wow. what ended up happening was the parents left and the daughter stayed. And then the mom told me later on that, oh, one of the parents told me, oh, their daughter's on the court now. She's playing. Uh, <laughs> and so they missed watching her daughter because they were so upset. And they don't even know why their daughter wasn't playing. But the thing, again, my point is that I think most often, like the girls or the players, they know their role on the team, right? Yeah. They know what they're supposed to do, what they're, you know, all that stuff. But I think the parents don't think, like, how come they're not playing? Yeah. And so mm. the players are okay with it because maybe they're okay with cheering. They're, they're a team player, being yeah, a team yeah, player. They have their role. They're, yeah. they, they're there for their team. They're not there for the parents, right? And yeah. so I think that's, that's another thing like that for parents. Um, you know, yeah, I, it's not fun not watching. You know, you go to a tournament. Yeah, I get it, yeah. You pay, you know, all this stuff, and your kid's not playing. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah. That sucks, right? Parents should ask their kid. <laughs> Why do you think you're not playing? Like, what is it? Why Why aren't you playing? Yeah. Let the kid answer the parent first before you mm-hmm. approach the coach. I mean, player could say, you know what? I, you know, the parent may not know anything about volleyball, and yeah. and the kid's like, oh, I, I, mom, I play dad, mom, dad, I play back row only. Mm-hmm. When 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 the middle goes out, that's when I come in. Yeah. So that, <laughs> you know, and and. I've had that question before. One time, one time, uh, a parent was like, "Why, uh, why do only some girls get to serve?" 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Why doesn't everyone get this serve? I was like, oh, shoot. Like, you know, I was like, I had to explain it, you know. And I think we told the player, like, you might want to explain to your mom, like, kind of, you know, subbing and rotations kind yeah. of. And what front row, back row is and stuff yeah. like that. Because, like, there, is, there are times, like, you know when you're blowing out a team? You might not rotate because what if, you know, Alex is getting 10 aces in a row. Like, and the game's over, and unfortunately, it sucks, but the other middle is not going to be able to sub in, you know what I mean, or the other setter. So, sometimes it's not, like, it's not basketball where, like, there's minutes and just, like, sub, you know? Yeah. Or, like, isn't it basketball's unlimited subs? Yeah, pretty much. And, like, club, we get 12, you know? We run out (laughs) every game. Yeah. (laughs) Every set, I mean, we run out. But, no, yeah, I think those are some good tips because that's obviously very prevalent today. Might even be more prevalent today than back then, I think, because Uh I don't know actually why. It might be... I don't know if, like, less kids and their parents, like, their parents didn't play sports, maybe? Like, I usually feel like if your parent played sports, there's a bit of a better, like, understanding, understanding yeah. of yeah. how things work, like maybe. you get it better. <laughs> yeah, even if it's not the same sport, like, but mm-hmm. they get, yeah. like, okay, like, like if, if your parent played competitive, like, they get what that means. And, yeah, yeah, I think uh, with my 12s team, you know, 12s are still learning and stuff like that, and... When, when the kids understand, like, oh, yeah, I only sub kind of like what you were saying. I remember, I think we didn't ha- we didn't play with a libero, so one of the girls had to go, like, uh, all around type thing. And then the next day, I think we did have a libero, and then now we're subbing uh-huh. that person out. Um, so, like, some parents didn't understand that at first, and it's it's a little hard to get them to yeah, I think parents should it. get all the facts. Yeah, like Andre was saying, get all the facts. Yeah. Ask the questions. Ask the, ask the kid first, right? Ask your ask your player first. Yeah. Like, like what is it? Why aren't you playing? Or why are you getting subbed out and stuff before you, you know, have all these things in your head? Like, and just leave and be mad. Yeah. You don't even know what you're being. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. Um, I think we're gonna the, the transition. Next, <laughs> which one? Oh yeah, which the, the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the next thing is uh, a bit about, like, the recruiting process for college because Alex, you know, got recruited to Cal State East Bay on scholarship, and she's doing well over there. And um, from the parent point of view of recruiting, um, you know, like, what are some, like, or do you guys have any tips or, like, myths that you realize now going through it that, like, you know, uh, you would do things differently or something? Because, like, for example, a good one is like I I think today some parents and athletes they think you have to like pay to right. do this and this to get recruited and they don't realize that you don't a have big to. part of it's emails, you know, and just yeah. getting your video out there and stuff like that. So with so with Alex's recruiting process, we um we uh, started I think freshman year when we started doing her first highlight video. Um, and, um, so what I, again, back to, uh, the low, her load with school and volleyball. So she didn't have a lot of time to do the initial process of starting the recruiting process. Uh-huh. Um, so one of the things I did was I helped her out with that. Again, I talked to her and say, what do you want to do? This is what, you, um, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? Uh, what schools are you looking into? Do you want to play college? Is that really, you know, is you know that's one of her goals, this and that. And so I talked to her about it and say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll help. So um, initially, I was sending out the emails 
her highlights to the to the, to the coaches. college coaches. But I it would be coming from her, from her email. From and I would tell her exactly which which you know, she'll give me a list of who she's interested in or what she's interested in and then I will send it to those. Okay. And then um and then if she gets a response, then I'll tell her, I'll tell her, Hey, this so, you know, this school responded, this school this or this school that. And then we'll kind of work together on how the best way to respond to that coach. So it was a lot of, I did most of the legwork, but she was always, I, I was always updating. Yeah, she's always her. involved in what. Yeah, I was okay. always, yeah. So she knew what was happening. She knew what we were doing. Um, her very first uh, phone conversation was with UNLV. Mm-hmm. I think that was like um, spring of her, no, no, maybe, I think spring of her freshman year. Or maybe spring, spring of sophomore year. Okay, so uh, sophomore year. And because it's a D1 school, so even then she was not, you know, UNLV was not allowed to contact Alex. Mm-hmm. And so, but we, they were, you know, we communicated via email and text eventually after that. And so we set up, you know, I was helping Alex out what to, what's how to reply. Uh, or I uh, would talk. I would do the yeah. reply mm-hmm. and then I would have her read it and then she'll edit it depending on like so, oh you sound like a mom uh, you know <laughs> so it's like let me let me change it and put you know some, re- uh, rewrite it you know rewrite it yeah. so it sounds more like her but I kind of put like the um, like the, the first draft and then she'll just fix it and then eventually um, you know going to that first phone call with UNLV and so they set up a time to talk. And that very first phone call, she wanted me in the room with her. So we were in the bedroom, got the phone call, um, or she called. She called the coach, mm-hmm. and then they talked. And I can hear what you know the conversation they're having. And so she would tell me like, "How do I reply?" And so okay, so I would like kind of quietly tell her how to reply. And so I was kind of coaching her in the bedroom while she's well, talking to the UNLV coach. Yeah. And so I didn't do that, you know, before because I I was just helping out with the emails and sending highlights and texts and stuff. And so then I started coaching her while she's on the phone call. And then after that phone call, then we had a little, you know, like a role play talk and and coaching her how to how to talk to coaches, how mm-hmm. to what to say. Um, it's like a job interview. Yeah, so. basically it <laughs> yeah. is. And so we had a lot of that. And then you know, next conversations with coaches, I was still doing that. She. Luckily, she, she wanted me in the bedroom. I don't know if it's because so I can help her or she feels more comfortable if I'm there. Mm-hmm. I think she gets nervous. You know, again, this is oh, a, it's a, like freshman, sophomore, right? Sophomore talking to a, a D1 head coach. And so, but that's basically how her recruiting process got started was a lot of it was, you know, the initial legwork was I was helping her out. Um, and then eventually it became, you know, her. her yeah conversations with the coaches and I became out you know I again stepped back already by that but I needed to do that because she's telling me she wants to play she wants to do this but I also see she's practicing this many hours and then she has this homework so when is she gonna have time to do it yeah, yeah. right and so so that's the support that I, I provided and then um, and well, that's that's uh, I think that's a good way actually because you kind of uh, showed her, you know, guided her, and then she took it from there. She took it from there. And, yeah. like, like, when I was at East Bay and on the other end of that, as a coach, having to talk to the recruiters and the film and the interviews, like, especially during COVID, we did a lot of, like, Zoom, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, for sure, like, college coaches, they act, they prefer 
that it's the player, the athlete, the one doing more of the communicating. Like they actually look for clues. Oh, like mm-hmm. oh, this is the, you know this is not her email. Like you said, it was smart to put Alex's email because if they see like this isn't even the girl's email, it's the mm-hmm. mom or dad or the sister. Like those are kind of like negative red flags mm-hmm. for the athlete. They want to see that because of course, like for them, one of the factors to find out do you really want to come here is like if the, the the athlete's actually the one you know right, right. pushing it and like communicating and 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 all that and but also you're right like it's good that alex you taught alex how to talk because mm-hmm. you also don't want to go on an interview with the coach and like sound you know not you know like you what, don't know how to what yeah to say, how to communicate, how to communicate professional with the coach. yeah um yeah so that's that's how basically how we got started right and then um eventually like you said she took over and and I always tell the kids, like with Isaac now too, starting his recruiting process, you have to put something personalized about that coach, whether, yeah. you know, something, a sentence. Otherwise, they're going to know you're just copying and pasting yeah, it on yeah. the different emails. Um, so like you have to... Like a mass email or something. Yeah, yeah, there has to be something. So you actually have to do some... A little edit. Like, look up the school. What is it you like about that school? Why do you want to play here? So that you can add that to your email. So it's different every time. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's... Yeah. Oh, Ella's a pro now because cause, uh, at East Face, like, we can tell, like, I mean, we saw h- hundreds of emails, but I started no- starting to notice, like, yo, this is a copy-paste, you know, mm-hmm. or this yeah. is a, a, B- a BCC email. Right. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, the girls who send more personalized, like, oh, like, they know your record. They know how your team w- did last year and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They catch our attention. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the same with Alex, too. I would tell her, like, um... You know, when we started, when I started, when I first sent that email to East Bay, uh, Kim actually replied because she mm-hmm. liked the highlights. And then we played against um, Mission, Mission High School, and uh, the Mission coach of Donnie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Donnie. So I guess at the time his girlfriend was sitting where I was, you know, around where I was sitting. So we started talking. Uh, oh, because she was wearing an East Bay sweatshirt. And I said, oh, I just, uh, my daughter is, you know, thinking about going to East Bay, playing for the coach, or oh, playing for a school. childhood friends with Kim, She was right? childhood yeah. friends with Kim. Yeah, yeah. And so she told me about that. And I'm like, oh. So then the next email, I told I told Alex, hey, I just met one of Kim's friends, childhood friends, yeah. right? So Alex, just send a quick email to, to, to East Bay and say, oh, I just met your, your friend. Mm-hmm. And so there's something else that kind of follow a up. A little connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's one of the other emails that she sent. And every time there's like something, a, a conversation, um, or sometimes she'll text a picture of what she's done. Like at UNLV, she took, like, we went to Yosemite and she sent a picture to, to Dawn at UNLV, a picture mm-hmm. of, of being at Yosemite. So like little things like that to kind of, like put her always on yeah and put her up on her radar right because put a face on the email yeah because you know these coaches probably get thousands of emails and so and so with Isaac we're doing that too Um, a little something like you know hey for uh, Grand Canyon you can tell him oh we watch you guys play against Stanford you know, and tell him what you like about it. So he'll write. You know, I'll I'll do like the the body of the email, and then he'll change it or add something. Uh, that was the same exact thing I did with Alex. And um, no, that's so. But that's really you know, like paying for recruiting process uh, uh, for you know like the uh, services, the services. Yeah, 
we didn't do that with Alex, and I'm not planning on doing that yeah, with Isaac. I, I don't because think you need to do any of all, that stuff. Oh, like you said, it really all it really is is you. If you want to play, you have to keep in contact with the coach. Like with Isaac right now, she he is sending updates of what mm-hmm. is how ha- you know you know with the tournaments. You know when he got into HP and mm-hmm. AAU and stuff like that. Um, but you know, just I tell him it's okay keep sending emails no one's going to reply to you because you're only an eighth grader right yeah, you're not yeah. even a freshman and i made him understand that the the dates when coaches can contact you and stuff and but they'll keep on seeing isaac glory isaac but Glory. but yeah if they keep seeing in it. the inbox right <laughs> what i would add to that is like as the player or as the family have a notebook have all and have a log of the coaches the schools of of the schools the co- you know the, the coaches names and then log there your conversations log there you know your emails that you send out so that you can always refer to it you're going to be dealing with dozens of coaches yeah. mm-hmm. you're not going to remember you may not always remember but um log it down you know every yeah. page f- for the you know for a different school log it down and 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 that way um stay organized st- you stay organized no, yeah, that's that's another good tip because, yeah, I think they probably don't realize, like, if you're really getting your name out there, you're talking to, like, hundreds of colleges and there's so many divisions and programs around the country. Um, like, another thing I, I was going to bring up and see what your, what your opinion is, is, um, you know, those, like, showcases? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, how necessary do you guys think that is? Because I think they don't hurt you going to them for sure. But let's just say, like, if you don't have that much money and you're on a budget, you know, because those cost a lot of money and have to travel and stuff like that. And the college camps, for example, that mm-hmm. are expensive to go to and maybe because you're interested in that school. Um, like, how would you guys maneuver around, like, with that today? Um, so with Alex, we did, I think, twice. She did those college showcase mm-hmm. camps. Um, and one was with Red Rock. There's, like, a yeah. dozen coaches. yeah. Um, yeah, it is pricey, but we wanted her to be exposed to a lot of the different coaches there because there were a lot of coaches yeah. there. Um, so one of the things that she got out of it is learning. Like It's like practicing talking to the coaches because yeah, yeah. they, they'll talk to you. She can come up to them and talk because they're like D2, D3 coaches mm-hmm. uh, that, that was at the Red Rock camp. Um, and so we did that. With Isaac, we did... Um, so far, we've only done the uh, Irvine camp, where the Irvine men's head coach was the one running cool, the, cool. the camp. And, um, you know, we tell him exactly what we did with Alex before, too. Hey, you have to um, make yourself stand out. So most of these kids, like, going into it, I told them, most of these kids are just going to go in the gym, put their backpacks down, yeah. and start practicing, warming or start up warming or up, right? Yeah. I want you to go up to the coach mm-hmm. and say, hi, I'm Isaac. Yeah. Introduce yourself. Introduce yourself yeah, so they good. know. Okay. And then do what you need to do on warm up and stuff. But at least come up to the coach. And then at the end of camp, same thing. And say like what you're thankful for, what you learned, you know, just something to be to, remembered. To be remembered. To yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's what we told him to do. Um, but again, that's the same thing we told Alex to yeah. do. Okay. And so what I'm doing with Isaac, what we're doing with Isaac is just basically what we learned on how when we went through Alex's recruiting process. But because there's a lot of kids and you have to differentiate yourself from the rest of the kids and not just with your skills, but like yeah. 
you know, it's good to just come up and shake the, the coach's hand and, and just introduce yourself. No, you know, it's very simple. It's and good practice, yeah. Like and you, you need to learn that. Like, you know, some kids, you know, I-614, some kids will probably be shy or don't want to do it. Or like really awkward or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, hey, if this is, if you want to play college, you have to talk to coaches. Yeah, you got to get your... So you have to, re- I, I don't care, you know, you have to just... Got to make an impression. And, right. You know, yeah. Yeah. No, so that, that's, 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 a, that's a good tip. Um, you know, for like the, the college camps, mm-hmm. like... Um, I'm not sure which if Ale- which one Alex went to before, but like today, because you know they, those are pretty pricey, Stanford camp or whatever camp you go to. But I try to tell the kids like um, don't go to one of those, but and not have already made contact with the program mm-hmm. with the coach. You know, like don't go in there as like a random kid. You know, like you want to already communicate, like you guys said, a mm-hmm. lot of emails, staying up to date with them. That way, when you go to the camp, you're not just a random name on the registration but you're you know right. you're you're alex gloria who's been emailing me 10 times right. the last two months you know what i mean like because um, it you know i i know it's pricey and like mm-hmm. you gotta if you're gonna go spend the money to go to the camp you you gotta get seen right you, right. you gotta get your name out there and, and also i think uh look at like let's say know what kind of player you are or what your potential is and know if if that school that college uh, yeah. is even what if you see yourself playing there mm-hmm. right if you if that's really a, like one of your target like you want to try to play um then yeah but you also have to be realistic yeah. to a point so you have to know like okay um not just how you see yourself playing in that college but also like what does that college have to offer you yeah you know like like i for isaac and alex i had them look at like well, what do you want to study you know all that stuff so because again you don't want to just waste your money for mm. you know paying for this college camp and it's not even like you schools don't, don't have your major don't school have doesn't have your major. No, not your major you're not really that interested in going there like what yeah. for to learn what a camp you really don't learn that much and yeah like you learn something but it's not like you know individual coaching right because yeah, there's a lot it's of kids more just like a just so they see you. Yeah. They, I mean, colleges, they really use it to get some recruits in so they could talk to them already. But mm-hmm. no, yeah, no, no, that's some that's some good tips because I think, yeah, like if, if, if you have your first, it's your child's first time in the recruiting process, they don't know mm-hmm. all these things like how you're saying, how important it is to communicate, you know, multiple times. You know, I think like kids think I don't want to like spam them. But it's okay because like they probably didn't see your last five emails anyway. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? There's right. like a thousand that show up, and it's good to resend it because uh, you'll end up on the top of the inbox again. You know what I mean? Right? So. Maybe they missed your last ten. And no, they, they probably did. Like one. they have thousands of emails, so, and you know, um, you just have to be like consistent and just don't expect anything. But if someone gets back to you, then hey, then you need to learn how to you know know how to respond appropriately. Yeah, um, but you know i think um that's like another good yeah like i said a a big point is the um, you know emails and staying communicated with the coaches um i think the last thing you know for us to to ask you guys is um i guess advice any other advice you guys have to parents but i think a specific one is because i think your kids all your kids have this and um it's like what are some advice for parents to help their athlete be more mentally tough or develop mental toughness in a way 
torture them when they're kids so that uh, <laughs> by the time they're old enough, they strong fortitude. No, oh, I'm kidding. That's, 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 sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, child protective yeah. services? No, um, <laughs> no, I, you know, that's tough because, you know, it, it's, it's everything. It, it, it's, you know, they start at playing sports maybe when they're 14 or younger than that. It's the first 12 years that matter, yeah. you know, at home, growing up with siblings or being the only child. Um, I, ooh, that's, that's a tough one. I, I go ahead. Sorry. Cause I Alex is, Alex say. is a tough one, man. Like, but you know, I, I think, okay, too, and I'm so, sure Isaac is. But so they went through their own struggles too. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. just going to say like, even with our three kids, they're all different. We don't, it's, it's not like a formula. A yeah, formula, yeah. It de- really depends on the, on the kid, their personality, uh, what the mindset they're in. It's it's like Andre said. This is a hard question to answer because there's so many factors involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only talk about how with with our kids. Um, let's just say um, let's use Isaac because he's the most current one right mm-hmm. now. Because Alex basically done right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with Isaac, um, well, one thing is is easier with Isaac only because he had the two older ki- uh, yeah, siblings role models and, stuff. Uh, and so he learned from them as well uh, but for us it's just keeping him um, competitive mm. you know and and um, mentally I think we've always told the kids it's okay to make mistakes that's always been our thing when they were growing up we always if they if they do something wrong we always say it's okay to make mistakes just don't do it again, mm-hmm. right? Just don't do the same mistake again. Um, no, I, or I, I would say it's like, know that if you do make a mistake, there could be a consequence. But consequence isn't necessarily good or bad. It's just a result of an action. So if you make a mistake, what what is the mistake that you made? Did you do something that your parents told you that you shouldn't have done? And now you broke something? Well, that's something you shouldn't have done. Now you broke it. There's a big penalty. Consequence mm-hmm. is going to be big. But with practice or, or sports is don't be scared to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Every athlete makes mistakes. Even it, they make mistakes at the professional level. So you just got to go out there and, and know that you're going to make a mistake. You What you want to do is you want to practice enough time that your skill level minimizes those mistakes so that when you're called upon, you know, you'll be able to perform to your best of the ability. And sometimes, you know, your best may not be equally to, let's say, Alex's normal stuff. But but nonetheless, it's your personal best. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and cheer those moments on, you know? Cheer those little moments. Um, you're gonna make a mistake. And, 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 and in volleyball, you have to have a short, Short-term short, memory. Short-term yeah. memory because yeah, exactly. if you continue to let those mistakes Pop happen, yeah. the coach is going to pull you out. You got to know that. So you got to let it go, play the next point, um, realize that if you're making a mistake, maybe you need a break, go on the sideline. When you're ready to go back in, tell your coach, I'm ready to go back in, coach, because he, he may think that you're making two, three mistakes and then they take you out. But, you know, you got to be mentally strong to be back, to come back. To play. So I think like, yeah, with our kids, it's just, you know, back to it's okay to mis- to make mistakes. They know that for them, they make a mistake. Okay, short-term memory, 
let's you know do it better next time kind of thing um, and always try their best to do better um, but um, but I think you know with them being mentally strong I think it's because they know even if they do make a mistake we they still have our support yeah right so that's the biggest thing because we're not we're not going to be yelling at them because they keep making mistakes you know we're still going to support them we're still going to help them um you know overcome whatever it is they're trying to overcome like whatever maybe they're in a slump for that game or something i Um, think that's a key thing um i was actually gonna ask you guys next like like uh if we think about what's the number one role of like a sports parent i feel like i would say it's like supporting your your child no matter what like good game mm-hmm. bad game you know like um and that's really underrated i think some parents don't really realize that they you know i mean besides paying for the you know stuff driving them feeding them all that stuff like end of the day i feel like the player really just needs their support mm-hmm. on good and bad days you know what i mean and yeah tell your yeah. kid you're proud of them regard not you're not proud of them because they made the game winning kill mm-hmm. or they got five aces or 10 15 20 kills Tell them that you're proud of them because they. it's scary to be on that court surrounded by hundreds of fans, mm-hmm. other players, you know, to be the one that the ball gets served to, to pass to, that it's up to you. Tell your, tell your kids that you're proud of them for stepping on the court, for, for, for taking this activity on, taking volleyball. Just tell your kids how, how much you love them and how proud of you are just for being there being present in the moment and then the, the rest will, will fall in line and and to add to that you know from my experience uh, especially both with Nick, with Alex and Isaac um, when Alex was traveling um, out of state it was usually 90% her and I right it was the two of us that mm-hmm. was always traveling so she'll have her game her moments they'll have their team bonding whatever so I usually we don't even talk during that time but once we get in a hotel we do have our downtime and we actually almost break down what happened in the tournament and talk about the game talk about how we can you know what she felt what she thinks she could have done better and i will either just listen to what she's saying or kind of help her well you know this is what i think this and that so we break it down and with isaac i'm starting to have that similar talks with him now like um this past AAU when there's a downtime, like him and I will go outside and eat, right? Because, um, you know, I want to feed him, yeah, <laughs> have a little yeah. snack. But during that little break time, then we talk about, okay, you know, this is how you're playing. What do you think? So we kind of like, I like for me, I, I try to have that conversation and kind of analyze things with them too. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, they let me do it. And they actually, you know, we have, we do have those conversations. Um, but I think that also kind of helps going into the next game because now you're, or the next day of tournament because now they're, they kind of let that out, like said oh, yeah. what needed, you know, either said what they needed to say or, or realize what they need to do. Yeah. Um, so I think that's also, at least for me, it's important. It's a mental release. Yeah. So, and, and, and I'm not going there. Like, let's say Isaac had a bad game or, Isaac, or Alex had a bad game. I'm not starting a conversation. <laughs> Like, like upset, yeah. Yeah, I would usually just ask them questions. You know, what did you? What do you think? How do you think you did? What do you? How do you think your team did? So mm-hmm. let them um, say what they think, like with me, with Isaac and Alex, and um, and then just go from there. So it's mm-hmm. like, I, I think that's important. 
to sit yeah. down after. You know, if you can, right? Sometimes the opportunity may not be there. Like sometimes it's just really busy. Um, but even just a quick like ten minute break, you know, have some sort of a conversation. Like Andre said, first tell them, you know, always start with like, okay, you did well with this, or or great job. You know, you guys didn't win, but this is what you did. You know, mm-hmm. so they they give them some sort of like um, positive feedback, positive feedback, and then listen to what what they have to say after. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's important, and I. Did that with Alex. I know Andre did most of that with Nico, with basketball and baseball. Um, so with Isaac, I'm starting to do, uh, doing that with him too now, and and it it's helps both well. of us. Yeah, so far. It's going well with them. So far, so good. No, that's so, uh, that's some good tips. I think uh, yeah, a lot of parents should um, you know hopefully they listen to this so they could try to you know see what could work for them and help their situation with their their athlete. Um, Matt, I, re- I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Uh, I think yeah, I we you. talked about a lot of things, and it was great to get your guys' uh, you know, your viewpoint and experience like through all these years. It's been a long time, like, you know, and uh, it's crazy. Like Al- Isaac's just started, or his journey just started, but mm-hmm. we're talking about all this like six years, five, six years with Alex, you know, in volleyball, and mm-hmm. you guys get to do it again, you know, another. <laughs> Four years or something, right? <laughs> Four more so. years. Love it. <laughs> you know, I think with Isaac, which I, I know I'm cherishing it a little bit more because it's I only have four more years. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. After high school, we don't know if, if he's going to continue playing or not. So, like, this next four years for us, at least for me, is, like, I'm really going to try to enjoy it as, as much as and I it can. It goes fast, right? I mean, we say four years, and then I'm sure we said that with Alex, and then, boom, she graduated, oh, yeah. right? And yeah yeah so man but but yeah. thank you for having us here yeah thank you guys oh, yeah thanks yeah. for coming on so. we appreciate it first parents on the show and i think there's a lot of good things we talked about um a lot of good tips and and all that for parents and, and athletes to hear so yeah thanks a lot again for coming yeah. on the show thank, thank you, you for guys. having us yeah thanks okay. uh so to to just wrap up you know uh if you want more content about the podcast and all that be sure to follow us on spotify and apple Podcasts, and follow our instagram account and we'll be back with another episode thank you thanks